This is episode 539 of the AWS podcast, released on July 31st, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Samlish here with you. Great to have you back. Sorry for being away. I was a bit unwell, but I'm back now. G'day, Horn. How are you doing? I am doing great and ready to rumble with all these upcoming updates. So topic break, AWS Marketplace, announcing reseller contract for AWS Marketplace. Independent software vendors, ISVs, can now add a reseller contract and leverage standard reseller contract for AWS Marketplace RCMP template when authorizing channel partners to resell ISV products to AWS Marketplace buyers. With this launch, this will help reduce the redundancy in legal contract reviews when two parties, ISVs and channel partners or consulting partners, onboard each other. ISV internal partners can now further optimize their resale operations with self-service feature of reseller contracts that's defined in the consulting partner private offering, CPPO transaction. So moving on to the topic of analytics. Amazon Athena users can now analyze and tune their queries using interactive visual tools. Now, optimizing queries and debugging failures is hard. (laughs) So being able to see what's going on in your query is really interesting and important. So now you can use the Athena console to analyze your queries with tools that make it simpler to debug errors and to improve performance. So you have an interactive visualization of the query plan. You can, with a single click, generate your query plan and see what's going on in terms of joins, operators, data processor, each step, really important. You could also access this through a new query statistics API as well. Amazon Athena has enhanced the console and API support for parameterized queries. So you can now run them directly from the console and also from an enhanced API that no longer requires you to prepare SQL statements in advance. AWS Glue Streaming ETL Autoscaling is now generally available. So this allows you to now dynamically scale resources up and down based upon the input stream and you don't have to do any effort in terms of manually specifying what you want. There's also now a smaller instance type for AWS Glue Streaming, the G025X, which is a quarter DPU working type for extract, transform, and load jobs that are small. Um, this is really suitable for low volume and sporadic data streams. Some updates for Amazon QuickSight. They've added bookmarks in dashboards, so now you can save customized dashboard preferences into a list of bookmarks for easy one-click access for views of the dashboard without having to fiddle with multiple filters and parameter changes. Amazon QuickSight has also launched APIs for account create, so administrators and developers can now automate deployment of QuickSight accounts in their organization at scale. And you can programmatically create accounts with QuickSight Enterprise and Enterprise Plus Q additions. Now, be aware that if you're using Amazon QuickSight, support for IE11 is ending by July 31st, 2022. Get off that. You don't need to use that anymore. Um, Basically, probably won't function properly anymore, and that's okay because most users are moving off IE11. Uh, You can use one of the supported browsers, Microsoft Edge Chromium, Google Chrome, or Mozilla Firefox. We're pleased to announce the general availability of automated materialized view for Amazon Redshift or AutoMV. Now this minimizes your effort for manually creating and managing materialized views and provides you with the same performance benefits of user-created materialized views. So dashboard queries used to provide quick views of key performance indicators or events or trends and other metrics are some examples of workloads that can really benefit from this. Reporting queries that are scheduled at various frequencies may also benefit from AutoMV. Amazon Redshift Serverless is now generally available. So now all users can use Amazon Redshift to get insights from data in seconds without having to 
build your cluster and specify it. You can also get started with querying your data easily using Query Editor V2 or your tool of choice for Amazon Redshift Serverless. And Amazon Redshift has also announced the open source ODBC driver with binary protocol support and enhanced performance. This is open source and available for the user community under the Apache 2.0 license. This lets you contribute to its development. You can do pull requests, all the good stuff. The other nice thing about this particular driver is we are introducing binary protocol support. And with this enabled, you send less data, typically an average of 30% decrease in data sent over the wire. This can have a big result. So for example, some internal tests have shown end-to-end -end query times for queries returning over 100 columns and over 1 million rows have had a 43% speed up. It's pretty cool. Now, Binary Protocol is enabled by default for all users using the latest ODBC driver, as well as the latest JDBC and Python drivers. Another update for Amazon Redshift is improved cluster resize performance and flexibility of cluster restore. Now, the Redshift Classic resize is used to resize a cluster in scenarios where you need to change the instance type or transition to a configuration that can't be supported by Elastic resize. Previously, this could take the cluster offline for many hours. Now, it can typically be available to process queries in minutes. Clusters can also be resized when restoring from a snapshot and in those cases where there could be other restrictions. Amazon Redshift announces support for row-level security, or RLS, and this simplifies design and implements fine-grained access to the rows in tables. With RLS, you can restrict access to a subset of rows within a table based on the user's job role or permissions and their level of data sensitivity with SQL commands. By combining column-level access controls and RLS, Redshift customers can now provide comprehensive protection by enforcing granular access to their data. The Amazon EMR runtime for Apache Spark is a performance optimized runtime environment for Apache Spark, available and turned on by default on Amazon EMR clusters 5.28 onwards. And the Amazon EMR runtime for Spark is up to three times faster with 100% compatibility with open source Spark. I are also excited to announce the result fragment caching, which is a new feature available in the EMR runtime for Apache Spark to help speed up queries that target a static subset of data. Our internal tests, which were derived from the TPCH benchmark, when using result fragment caching, queries that employ rolling and incremental window functions consistently delivered query performance speedups of up to 15.6 times. So a good thing if you're doing that kind of work. We're also pleased to announce fine-grained access controls with job-scoped IAM roles and integration with AWS Lake Formation. Previously, all jobs running on an EMR cluster use the IAM role associated with EMR clusters EC2 instances, and this is called the instance profile. Now you can simplify your access controls with the runtime role for EMR steps. So you can specify a different IAM role for Spark and Hive jobs, scoping down access to a job level. And Amazon Open Source Service has announced the availability of quota information through service quotas. So now you can see what you're up to and what limits you've got. Now onto the topic of application integration. AWS CloudFormation event notification with Amazon EventBridge help you create event-driven applications. Customers can now use this event notification to build and scale loosely coupled event-driven applications. With this feature, customers can trigger actions in real time after they create update or delete either their confirmation stacks or resources in their confirmation stacks without having to write a single use custom code or develop new software. Moving on to the topic of compute. 
AWS Lambda has announced support for a new IAM condition key, which is the Lambda Source Function ARN or ARN. And this can be used for IAM policy conditions that specify the ARN or the function from which the request is being made. So this is an automatic thing that will be part of the call and it enables you to create more conditional policies where you restrict where things can run from. AWS Lambda has also announced support for attribute-based access control or ABAC or ABAC. And basically you can simplify your permission management this way. It allows you to scale your permissions as your organization innovates and give you granular access to developers without requiring a policy update when a user or project is added, removed, or updated. IAM policies can be used to allow or deny specific Lambda API actions when the IAM principles tags match the tags on a Lambda function. And AWS Lambda Power Tools for TypeScript is now generally available. We're excited to announce the general availability of an open source developer library that helps you incorporate the well-architected serverless best practices into your Lambda function code as early and as fast as possible. In this release, the Lambda Power Tools for TypeScript focuses on three observability features, the distributed tracing or tracer, structured logging or logger, and asynchronous business and application metrics metrics. So this is a great way to get up and running quick. Amazon EC2 console adds verified provider label for public AMIs. You can now use your verified label on the EC2 console to pick the Amazon machine images AMIs that are owned by Amazon verified accounts. Previously, customers would need to check the owner of IDs of AMIs that are publicly shared to identify the source of the AMIs. IDs verified source were not always easily available. The new label on the console helps you easily identify trusted sources of publicly shared AMIs. These trusted sources can be Amazon and also partner AMI provided from the AWS marketplace. Introducing Amazon EC2 R6A instances. This is a design for memory intensive workloads. R6A instances are built on AWS Nitro system, which delivers almost all of the compute and memory resources of the hosted hardware to your instances. R6A instances are powered by third generation's AMD EPYC processors with an all-core turbo frequency of up to 3.6 gigahertz. With these memory-optimized instances, they are SAP-certified, deliver up to 35% better compute price performance compared to the R5A instances for a wide variety of workloads that offer 10% lower costs than comparable x86-based EC2 instances. Amazon EC2 auto-scaling customers can now monitor their predictive scaling policy using Amazon CloudWatch. This enables you to analyze and monitor and set alarms on the accuracy of predictive scaling. Predictive scaling is a scaling policy that proactively increases the capacity of your auto-scaling group ahead of the predictive demand, improving the availability of your application while reducing the need to stay over provision that otherwise would have increased your EC2 bills, which is not cool. As predictive scaling only increases the capacity of your auto-scaling groups, applying it to your current scaling configuration strictly enhances your application availability. Announcing general availability of Amazon EC2 M1 Mac instances for macOS. This is a built-on Apple Silicon Mac mini computer and powered by the AWS Nitro system. Amazon EC2 M1 instances deliver up to 60% better pricing performance over the x86-based EC2 Mac instances for building and testing iOS and macOS applications. You can still enjoy the same elasticity, scalability, and reliability that secure, on-demand AWS infrastructure has to offer to millions of customers for more than a decade. 
Moving on to the topic of customer engagement, Amazon Connect customer profiles now enables you to integrate unified customer information into your custom agent applications. And you can do this using a JavaScript library called Customer Profiles JS, which allows you to implement or integrate your customer profiles into your homegrown or third-party agent application, equipping your contact center agents with the right information to give personalized customer service. Because don't we all hate it when you're on the phone with someone like, hey, I've got to switch systems, I've got to tab across, don't need to do that anymore. Onto the topic of databases. Amazon Timestream has announced improved cost effectiveness with updates to metadata metering. So this reduces cost and improves the flexibility of how you ingest, store, and query different dimension values and measure values and timestamps associated with time series data. Amazon Aurora Postgres SQL Compatible Edition now supports R6i instances. These are powered by third-generation Intel Xeon scalable processors and they are memory-optimized designed for memory-intensive workloads. Amazon RDS Performance Insights now supports additional performance history retention periods of up to 24 months. So you can range from one month up to 24 months. You can also use the RDS Performance Insights free tier, which gives you seven days of performance data history and one billion API requests per month. We've also adjusted the pricing model, which means there is reduced pricing of that 24-month retention level for most instance types. Amazon RDS for MariaDB now supports new minor versions 10.6.8, 10.5.16, 10.4.25, 10.3.35 and 10.2.44 and these have security vulnerability fixes, performance improvements, bug fixes and other good stuff and it is a reminder that if you use Amazon RDS, and why wouldn't you, you should leverage automatic minor version upgrades to automatically upgrade your databases to a more recent minor version during scheduled maintenance windows. It's pretty magical when you turn that on. And Amazon Key Spaces for Apache Cassandra adds console access for the billable table size in Bytes CloudWatch metrics, so you can understand how much you're using in your particular database in a transparent way. Now onto the topic of developer tools, my favorite. Announcing Cloudscape Design System, an open source solution for building intuitive web applications. And this is for engaging and inclusive user experience at scale. Cloudscapes consist of an extensive sets of guidelines to create web applications along with design resources and front-end components to streamline implementation. Amazon Correcto announced quarterly security and critical updates for long-term support LTS version of OpenJDK. You can also get the updates on your Linux by configuring the Correcto apt or yum repo. Porting assistance for .NET adds support for assessment and porting for VB.NET applications to .NET Core. With this release, porting assistance will translate VB.NET class libraries, web APIs, and also console applications to .NET Core 3.1, .NET 5, or .NET 6 to simplify modernization of legacy .NET framework applications written in VB.NET. Developers can use the porting assistance for .NET standalone tool or porting assistance for .NET's Visual Studio IDE extensions to modernize their legacy VB.NET applications. AWS announces a streamlined deployment experience for .NET applications in .NET CLI and Visual Studio. With this sensible defaults for all deployment settings, you can now get your .NET applications up and running in just one click with an ease of few steps without needing to have that deep experience in AWS. Key capabilities include compute recommendations to get the recommendations and learn which AWS compute is best suited for your applications, Docker file generations, auto-packaging and deployment, repeatable and shareable deployments, CI-CD integration, and help on learning AWS CDK for .NET. 
introducing Logonomy detections and recommendations for Amazon DevOps Guru. As part of this feature, DevOps Guru will ingest Amazon CloudWatch logs for AWS resources that make up your applications, with Lambda being first. Logs will provide new enrichment data on the insights to enable more accurate and understanding of the root cause behind your application issue, and also provide more precision remediation steps. AWS Repost introduces community-generated articles. Now, this expands the capability for expert communities members to share technical guidance and knowledge beyond answering questions through articles features. With this feature, community members can share best practices, troubleshoot processes, and address customer needs around AWS technology in greater depth. AWS Repost introduces profile pictures and inline images. With this launch, this new functionality allows members to add profile pictures or avatars in their account. You can guess what mine would be. Repost members will now be able to better repersonalize their accounts by uploading photos and images of their choice. Moving on to the topic of front-end web and mobile, we're happy to announce quota management for Amazon Location Service. Now, the Amazon Location Service is a location-based service that helps developers easily and securely add maps, points of interest, geocoding, routing, tracking, and geofencing to your applications without compromising on data quality, user privacy, or cost, and you can retain control of your location data, which is really, really important. Developers can now create Amazon CloudWatch alarms to notify when the usage of any API is close to their quota limit for that API, so this lets you have a consistent operational experience. Moving on to the topic of the Internet of Things, the AWS IT Device Client version 1.7 is now available with enhanced functionality and security features. Now, this is a free open source and modular device size reference implementation written in C++ that you can compile and install on IoT devices. So this is really useful for getting up and running fast. It includes now new support for cryptographic hardware. It provides some optional configurations for HTTP proxy servers and authentication credentials. It has a new sensor publish feature named Shadows feature, lots of good stuff. And AWS IT device management fleet indexing now supports additional data sources so that you can get IT named shadows and IT device defender violations into that data view. And AWS IT Core now makes it easy to provision your IT devices to different AWS accounts and simplifies registration of certificate authorities. This is all in general availability. And basically this helps you with just-in-time provisioning and just-in-time registration. Typically, great examples of undifferentiated heavy lifting that you've got to get right. This makes that process so much easier. Now onto the topic of machine learning. The AI Use Case Explorer is now available. This is a business outcome-centric web search tool that enables users to easily find the right artificial intelligence AI use cases, discover relevant customer success stories, and mobilize their teams towards AI deployment. The user-friendly tool takes business problems descriptions as inputs and provides relevant practical use case and success stories as outputs. Amazon Fraud Detector launches Account Takeover Insights, ATI. This is a low-latency fraud detection machine learning model specifically designed to detect accounts that has been compromised through stolen credentials, phishing, social engineering, or other forms of account takeover. The ATI model is designed to detect up to four times more ATI fraud than traditional rule-based account takeover solutions while minimizing the level of frictions or for legitimate users. Amazon SageMaker adds MLG5, MLP5, 
4D and MLC6I instances for model deployment. Amazon SageMaker expands the access of these new ML instances so that customers can deploy models on the best instances for their workloads. Now customers can use the ML.G5 and MLP4D and also the MLC6 instances for asynchronous and real-time model deployment options. Amazon SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now supports increased limits to improve the accuracy of your model. And this is by finding the optimal set for hyperparameter configurations for your datasets. SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now supports increased limits for two services quota with up to 50% higher number of total training jobs that can be run per tuning and also maximize the number of hyperparameters that can be searched per tuning jobs. Amazon SageMaker Autopilot experiments are now up to two times faster. This will generate ML models with high model performance. Amazon SageMaker Autopilot is a low-code machine learning ML product that automatically builds, trains, and tunes the best ML models based on your data while allowing you to maintain full control and visibility. This will use a zero-shot hyperparameter initialization method and ml.mlm5.12x large instances that will help reduce the number of default trials needed from 250 to 100. Announcing heterogeneous clusters for Amazon SageMaker model training. This enables launching training jobs that uses multiple instance types in a single job. With this capability, it can improve your training cost by running different parts of the model training on the most suitable instance type. Amazon SageMaker feature stores now supports feature metadata and search. This is a fully managed, purpose-built repository to store, update, search, and share machine learning features. The service provides feature management capabilities such as enabling easy feature reuse, low latency serving, time travel, and ensuring consistency between features used in training and inferences workflows. It also adds the group features as well to also define in group schemas. You can now define the time of the feature creation and also the group schema that was immutable. SageMaker also provides the operational metrics to easily monitor feature groups as well. This includes the number of API requests, errors, throttled requests, and latency of the service in process operations. Moving on to the topic of management and governance. Combined organizational unit and accounts page is now available in AWS Control Tower. So now you get a hierarchical view of all the OUs and accounts in one single page. So you can quickly understand the relationships between all those accounts and manage them much more easily. AWS has announced AWS App Config Extensions. This is a new capability that allows customers to enhance and extend the capabilities of feature flags and dynamic runtime configuration data. Now, AWS App Config, which is a capability of AWS Systems Manager, allows customers to configure, validate, and deploy configuration data to more safely and quickly update application behavior. And the App Config Extensions framework exposes action points along the lifecycle of feature flags and configuration data. So customers can hook new functionality onto each action point. Action points are exposed during the creation, validation, deployment, and rollback of feature flag and configuration data. And AWS CloudFormation StackSets announces support for account-level targeting in an organizational unit. So you can do updates to selected AWS accounts in an OU in a single operation. This is a really useful feature to target or skip stack set deployments to particular accounts if things have already been done or you don't want them done or an account suspended or for a variety of reasons. So you've got lots of options there. 
Now onto the topic of media services. Amazon Interactive Video Services now includes Web Broadcast SDK. This gives you the capability to capture live video from web browsers and send it as inputs to Amazon AISV channels. You can include it in your new and existing websites and with support it with both desktops and mobile web browsers. Now to the topic of migration and transfers. AWS Migration Hub refactor spaces as support for AWS Private Link. You can use the AWS Private Link to privately access the AWS Migration Hub refactor spaces APIs from your virtual private cloud uh, or the VPC. AWS Private Link provides private connectivity between VPCs, AWS services, and your on-premises network. Now you can manage the refactor spaces resources using the AWS Private Link and meet your organization's security compliance requirements. AWS Transfer Family now supports ED2, 255, 19, and ECD SA keys for user authentication. Previously, Transfer Family only supported RSA keys for user authentication, and now you can use these two keys. Moving on to the topic of networking and content delivery. We're pleased to announce the general availability of AWS Cloud WAN. This is a WAN service that helps you build, manage, and monitor a unified global network. The service manages traffic running between your AWS resources and your on-premises environment. So this provides you with a central dashboard and network policies to create a global network that spans locations, networks, etc. gets rid of the need to configure and manage different networks individually with different technologies. You can use your network policies to specify which of your Amazon VPCs, transit gateways, or on-premises location you want to connect to using an AWS site-to-site VPN, AWS Direct Connect, or third-party SD-WAN products. Now, CloudWAN automatically creates a global network across AWS regions by using BGP, so you can easily exchange routes around the world. AWS Network Firewall now supports VPC prefix lists. Now this simplifies the management of your firewall rules and policies across your VPCs because you can group one or more CIDR blocks into a single object, so you can have far less rules. AWS Firewall Manager now supports a VPC security group tag distribution with common security group policies. So this is really useful for replicating not just the policies to different accounts, but the tags that go with those policies. So it will automatically send it across for you. And AWS Firewall Manager now supports AWS Network Firewall strict rule order with alert and drop configurations. So now you can have the additional strict rule order of default deny and default drop configurations as well. So for example, you could choose to evaluate a drop rule before a pass rule, or you could choose to evaluate an alert rule, followed by a drop rule, followed by another alert rule, lots of choices. And you can configure strict rule ordering for both stateful firewall rule groups and firewall policies. Amazon VPC flow logs have added transit gateway support for improved visibility and monitoring. So you can now export detailed telemetry information such as source or destination IP addresses, ports, protocol, traffic counters, timestamps, and various metadata for all of the network flows. This feature gives you an AWS native tool to centrally export and inspect flow level telemetry for all the network traffic that is traversing between Amazon VPCs and your on-premises network via your transit gateway. And Amazon CloudFront supports header names of up to 1,024 characters in CloudFront policy. So it's double the existing 512, 12 characters, I should say. So this gives you twice as much space to name your things. 
Now onto the topic of quantum technologies. Amazon Bracket SDK supports for near-time cost tracking. Amazon Bracket is a quantum computing service from AWS, making it easier for customers to conduct scientific research and software development in quantum computers. We're excited to announce the launch of a new cost tracking function in our Bracket SDK, providing customers the ability to monitor their quantum computing costs more easily and quickly. Now onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. Amazon GuardDuty introduces new machine learning capabilities to accurately detect potential malicious access to data stores in S3 buckets. This new capability continuously models S3 data plane API invocations. This includes the get, put, and delete within an account, incorporating probabilistic predictions to more accurately alert on highly suspicious user access to data stores in S3 buckets, such as requesting coming from an unusual geolocation or unusually high volumes of API calls consistently with the attempts to exfiltrate data. AWS Identity and Access Management introduces IAM Roles Anywhere for workloads outside AWS. IAM Roles Anywhere allows your workloads such as servers, containers, and applications to use X.509 digital certificates to obtain temporary AWS credentials and use the same IAM roles and policies so that you can configure your AWS workloads to access AWS resources. AWS Single Sign-On, SSO, adds supports for AWS Identity Access Management, IAM, Customer Managed Policies, CMPs. This new capability allows AWS SSO customers to improve their security posture by creating larger and finer grain policies for least privileged access and by tailoring the policies referenced in the resources of the accounts which are applied. Using CMPs, AWS SSO customers can maintain their consistency of policies as CMP Changes apply automatically to all permission sets and roles that uses the CMP. This enables customers to govern their CMPs and also permission boundaries centrally and allows auditors to find, monitor, and review them. Introducing Nimble Studio Seamless IAM Access for Studio Components. Also, you can customize the Studio Components as well directly into your workstation sessions. This is also available immediately. This allows Nimble Studio admins to set up controls, additionally properties for their streaming workstations via seamless IAM role permissions, ensuring artists that have the right level of access to their tasks they're working on without the need of switching their profiles. AWS Security Hub has four new integration partners to help customers with their cloud security posture to monitor as well. Integration for Lacework, Jupyter, Networks, Sentinel One, and K9 Security brings Security Hub to 79 integrations. AWS Security Hub launches 36 new security best practice controls, and this is for the Foundational Security Best Practice Standards, FSBP, to enhance your cloud security posture management, CSP. PM. These control conduct fully automatic checks against security best practices for AWS auto-scaling, AWS CloudFormation, Amazon CloudFront, Amazon Elastic Compute EC2, etc. And moving on to the topic of storage, there are new Amazon EBS Elastic Volume automated performance settings which make it easier for you to modify your volumes and save cost. Now, these allow you to easily increase capacity, tune performance, and change the type of Amazon EBS volumes. Customers using Elastic Volumes to migrate to GP3 volumes and save up to 20% per gig compared to GP2 volumes. 
Now, when customers use Elastic Volumes to change the volume type from GP2 to GP3, Amazon EBS will automatically provision the target GP3 volume with the IOPS and throughput equivalent of the original GP2 volume. So this takes all the guesswork out of things. You can move, you can save money, it's a good thing. AWS Backup Audit Manager has added support for Amazon FSx for NetApp ONTAP. So now you can continuously evaluate your data protection activity on that particular set of resources and generate audit reports that can help you with compliance and demonstrate your following best practice. And finally, AWS Backup has added support for Amazon RDS multi-AZ clusters. So these are the clusters that have two readable standbys. So you can now back them up using AWS Backup as well as the native Amazon RDS backup capability that's built in. This gives you more choice of how you set things up. So lots of updates there. I hope there was something for everyone, plenty that we covered. Uh, Han, how do people get in touch with you? You can reach out to me through Twitter at Han Solo, that's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. And Simon, we're so glad that you're back well and kicking. That's fantastic. And we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. You can also leave audio feedback on our webpage as well. And of course, until next time, Keep on building.